All right. So just kind of a review. Most people have an old covenant relationship with God. They really do. So he makes it easy for us. He goes, you know what? If you understand a father-son relationship or a husband-bride relationship, you understand my relationship with you. And uh, I used to just spit out things that I was taught too. Well, you know, I grew up in church, but I didn't have a relationship with Christ. Anybody ever hear that? Now I have a relationship with Christ. I had no relationship with Christ. I was just saying what somebody else said. And if I did have a relationship with him, do I have a new covenant relationship with him or an old covenant relationship with him? He's not lording it over us. Like I said, he goes, we don't, we don't do things like this. Lord, I'm going to go separate myself. Seek you. I'm going to go seek God's face. That's old covenant nonsense to me. He's in you, and he never leaves you. What do you need to seek? You don't have to seek anything. I, if I want to spend time with my wife, see this, I want you to show how simple the new covenant is. I don't go, honey, I want to spend time with you, so I'm going to leave you and go pray and fast, and hopefully I'll see you. She'll be like, what, 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 you've been drinking too much? What's going on? What happened? Yet we think that is so cool in, the, in church, like, I'm going to go seek his face. No, he's in you. He, he wants to just be with you. He wants to hang out with you. He wants to watch the game with you today. He goes, Jeremy, that's what you like? Man, I like that too. Doesn't that make sense to you? If I want to seek my wife and, and get intimate with her, I don't leave. I stay with her. And he, see, if we understand that, he goes, that's how simple I'm going to make the new covenant. I will never leave you nor forsake you, but somehow we have to go find him. <laughs> what? So, and I, I hope I'm stepping on toes a little bit because I've done it. Look, I remember that. It's just like, okay, this guy said, he, you know, his life changed when he sought the Lord. I'm going to go seek you. I just want a relationship with you, Lord. And then here's what I'm going to do. The minute you, I'm going to listen for your voice, and then when you tell me what to do, I will go do it, my God. That's weird, too. Because if I'm a son, I don't go, Solomon, here's what's going to happen. Um, I'm going to pick what you're going to do for your career field. You're going to obey me. Now hear my voice, and you go obey me, and then you'll be blessed. What if he doesn't want to do what I want him to do? So here's how God works with us, guys. If an if if earthly father knows that, how much more the heavenly father, who's nothing but love and but light? He goes, Solomon, earthly fathers do this, don't we? Man, what do you want to do? And I love it that, like, you know, Barb homeschools, and so our kids, she goes, uh, she just knows them. You know, Angelique's not going to sit in a, uh, Angelique's artsy and whatever. So if I go, hey, you're going to be an accountant, It'll kill her. You know, here, you're, here's what you're going to do. You're going to sit on your computer and crunch numbers all day for 10 hours a day and in tax season, you'll never go home. And then this is what you do. And then you're going to love that. She'll be like, what planet am I on? No, hear my voice and be obedient. And then you'll be blessed. No, he's not that way. You guys understand? I'm just trying to be, go over the top a little bit. But that's how God is. God's like, you know what? I'm going to put something in your heart that you desire. And it's going to be awesome. And, uh, when you're pursuing that, you're going to feel life. You're going to feel you're alive. And this is what I'm going to do. That's what you're feeling right now, isn't it? Like, that's what he just came up here and he goes, I didn't deserve anything, Mike. I go, yeah, you got your heart prepared to go, you know what? I am the physician. I am the great physician. I'm married to him. So I don't care if these guys went to Johns Hopkins and got the PhD or whatever. I'm the man in this room. Does that make sense? I'm, there's got nothing on me. And now you can stand there boldly and go, man, I'm, I know the king of kings and he's going to bless me despite all this stuff. Hallelujah. You guys get that? All right. So I went through all this. So in that very way, like I'm going to go seek his voice. I'm going to hear his voice, etc. typically slowly brings death. And that means that physical death ultimately, but 
you just start dying. You don't believe his goodness anymore. You don't believe how... If you're not hearing the promises, that that's a reality of your life. This is already what you're going to do. Doesn't it start to just bring death? Now you start, you start losing assurance. Well, did I hear your voice? Didn't I hear your voice? Is this really you? Is this not really you? What is this, Lord? You know, God, I'm hungry. No, because I'm going to put my flesh down and hear your voice more. Jeez. Right? I would just tell you, eat a Snickers and enjoy your life, man. Get that, you know, that angry commercial. You know what I'm talking about? Man, I'm hungry. It's, you ever see people fasting and they're not joyful? And they brag about it. They, we go out to eat. I remember we would do that with couples. No, I'm on, a, I'm on a Daniel fast. So then the groceries come and they can't put it in their mouth fast enough because they're so hungry. I'm like, I'm just telling real stories. I'm on a Daniel fast. I'm, I don't know all those rules. You're like, what is that? Well, I'm on this fast. I'm on that fast. We'll do this. I'm like, I'm on nothing fast, man. I'm eating. I'm at the banquet table of the Lord. Hallelujah. So this guy's like, I'm on a Daniel fast. And so we're at P.F. Chang's and the, oh, those snap pea, whatever those things come, and he got like eight bowls. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's a fantastic testimony right there. Like, I could, I'm most not, and so the non-believer's over here and enjoying his steak and his lettuce wraps and everything else. I go, if I have to be a Christian and act like that, eating green leaves fast as I can throw them, then I don't want that. And somehow that's great news. Hey, become a Christian. You get to do that. Well, why are you doing that? So I can hear him more and have a relationship with him. That is a weird relationship that they can't eat. You got to eat green stuff or eat nothing or eat juice. I'm a juicer. I can tell you're turning green. Your skin's orange because you're drinking so much juice, right? Eat something. Yes, I love bacon, so whatever. I'm just trying to, you guys get what I'm trying to say. How in the world what we've been teaching, is that ever joyful to somebody, isn't it? Don't, why do we have on holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, why do we have a feast? It's a celebration, isn't it? And those feasts, it's, that's why in the New Covenant, Paul says in class, says, listen, don't anybody judge you on what you eat and don't eat or what you do, don't you? That was, those all are types and shadows. The reality is Jesus. So if the reality was, hey, these are all types and shadows of something great that's going to happen, and when it's something great that's going to happen, I want you to party. I want you to have a holy day and cook up like crazy and have a family and eat, right? That is the New Covenant. I'm just sharing that with you. It's so easy and so good, Okay. Does that help you guys out? Now, the guys who love to fast will go, yeah, but I'm more holy. No, they're slowly dying. They're slowly dying because they're not enjoying the kingdom. Okay? Huh, I wish, yeah. So we know we're hearing God if it brings cleansing, reassurance, like, just like my friend Donnie that I met. He goes, man, that does good for my heart. So if you're hearing the new covenant, it does good for your heart. That's how you know because he says, I'm going to write my laws on your hearts. We just read that in Hebrews 8 today. It's not going to be something written. That's what it says. You know, I'm not going to write it with ink anymore. I'm going to write it with my goodness, who I am. I'm love and I'm light. And I'm going to write those laws on, my, on your heart. You guys got it? He's not going to write, do this, don't do this on your heart. I promise you. That's what some people think. He goes, I'm going to write my goodness on your heart. Okay? So let's go through this. So it, I just wrote this. If you're reading scripture, and I still have to do this all the time, because I'll read scripture, and I can read it from an old covenant lens where it starts to condemn me or it's something I need to do. Or I can read it from a new covenant lens. Does this fit in with I'm the bride of Christ or the son of God? And if it doesn't, I'm just telling you, you're reading it incorrectly. Okay? So if you can understand the loving relationship between a husband and wife, would I, that's why I'm just using examples like that. If I want to be intimate with her, the last thing I want to do is leave and seek her. Why would I leave her? Because she's right there. I don't need to seek her. And that's what he's saying. If you understand that, I am now married to you and I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will stay with you forever no matter what. And you're right, I'm right here. You guys got it? 
fact, two are going to become one. Your thoughts are going to be my thoughts when you keep hearing the new covenant. And you, you won't have to worry about it by hearing God because he's going to actually, his thoughts are going to be your thoughts. Isn't that cool? So you can't miss it. The only way you can miss it is go to a Bible study. So, and I mean that. Get around some religious guy and go, hey, you know what you need? You go seek the Lord. No, no. Anyway, all right. Joshua 1.1. So I want you to understand, and you guys are getting this, as there was an old one and a new one, an old man and a new man. There was an old covenant, there's a new covenant. The old one's fading away, the new one gets brighter and brighter unto the day. Follow me? So the old one's not as good as the new one. So I want you to understand this. Joshua 1.1. So after the first five books, the Pentateuch, the law, whatever you want to call it, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, what's the next book? Yeshua, Joshua. Deuteronomy, yeah, I forgot Deuteronomy. I did four. So it's the new math today, right? Two plus two equals five. No problem, you tried, right? So <laughs> give her a participation trophy. So, <laughs> hey, I don't know. We, we saw some of those common core things. I was valedictorian in my class. I go, I don't even know what they're talking about right there. You know, Jenny Sue did this and did that and this and used and what, what is this? I'm like, I don't know, two, two, two plus two used before. Now it's some weird thing that I'm supposed to teach my kids. I don't even understand it. So, whatever. Uh, I just know I'm in him and I'm pretty smart in him. Hallelujah. Everything. So, after the first five books of the Bible, after the death of Moses, I want to show you the old covenant makes you a slave or a servant. I need to hear God and do. The new covenant, he did everything I receive. I'm an, I'm an heir. I'm, a, I'm in the house. I have the name of Jesus. That means I'm now surnamed in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I live in their house with all their rights. Follow me? And then the old covenant says the servant lives outside the house. So typically, now there's, there's changes, so I don't want this, but if somebody, a butler, whatever, you see all these movies, they've served this rich family their whole life, they typically don't get the inheritance. I know we have good stories, but who gets the inheritance? The people who serve the family or the sons and daughters? The sons and daughters. That's the whole Bible, what he's talking about. Your good works can never inherit anything. My son's good works, he did all the work, prepared the estate for you, now you get it. That's a joint heir. Follow me? So that should bring you joy. After the death of Moses, the servant, right? So you're serving the law, you're doing all these things. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, which literally in Hebrew, it's, the, it's Jesus, it's Yeshua. It's the exact same, you can go look it up, the exact same thing. So Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. What's that a picture of? The law is dead, you don't need to do this anymore. Because the, the Jews said, you know what, I'm married. This is what Romans 6, 5, 6, 7, 8 are all about. Because they're talking about a death and being married to something, and he's going to provide a death for you. So if you were married to the law, that's how the Jews looked at it. I was married to the law. The only way I can get out of the law, because covenants are unbreakable except for death, what has to happen? Somebody's got to die, right? So that's why I said Jesus came as a man so he could die for all humanity. So now you can be married to another, the new covenant, Jesus. So you're not married to this old thing anymore. You're married to him. That's why we're the bride of Christ, a joint heir. You guys get it? So, after the law died, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, because the law is dead, now, therefore, go over this Jordan. That's why Hebrews is the crosser overs. It's just a picture of they're crossing over an old covenant of servanthood into a new covenant of sons. You guys follow me? That's what all that crossing of the river, I never understood any of that until I really started getting into it. What's this crossing and river and all these things? So, Moses, my servant, is dead. So, hey, you're dead to the law is what it said. Don't you know that his death was your death? You're dead to that covenant. There was a death. It's not in effect because the penalty for sin is what? 
death. How many guys have sinned? This morning, right? I'm just serious. So what's my penalty? Death. And that's why scripture says, all I need is one man to die for sin. Don't you know, that's what Paul kept saying, don't you know that his death was your death? If that's true, then his life is now your life. How, how blessed is Jesus? The ultimate. Well, how blessed are you? The ultimate. How do we receive this stupid thing? Believe in your heart. What must I do to do the works of Jesus? Believe in the one who has sent he sent his only son. He sent the Savior. He sent the Messiah. He sent Christ. When you accept Christ, you go, I'm dead to sin, even though I still sin. That's not my life anymore. I'm alive in Christ. I'm, in, I'm the anointed of God today. So now whatever I do, whatever I put my hand to, shall prosper. That gives me more confidence than go seek him and go find him and fast and pray and get irritated because you're so hungry. That's a real great way to be intimate with me. Hey, listen, if I'm starving... The first thing I want to do is eat, not be intimate with my wife. But somehow that's awarded in Christianity. Wow, that's amazing. Go do that. You see what I'm trying to say? The intimacy is, man, no, I did all that for you. Now just be intimate with me. Have a relationship with me. What's me? You're the ultimate husband. He does everything for me. He does all this stuff for me. He serves me. He pampers me. He, He spoils me. Amen? He goes, why are you going out into the wilderness? I want to take you to the Broadmoor and be intimate. Doesn't that sound more like an intimacy? Sweetie, here's how we're going to be intimate. You go in your tent, I'm going to be in my tent, and not eat. We're going to seek each other. <laughs> my kids would be like, mom and dad, are, they're nuts. But it's awarded in Christianity. Isn't it goofy? When we put it in real terms, it's like, yeah, you're right. What am I doing? Follow me? So, hey, Moses, that old thing of you're doing the work is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Go over the Jordan. What he's saying is, once the law is over, now you can cross into the what? The promised land. So here's, in the new covenant reality is, that old covenant of stuff of you have to do, fast, pray, seek, strive, it's over. Just believe the new covenant of rest. The promises are now yes and amen. That's what it was a type and shadow of. Does that make sense? All right, so rise, go over the Jordan. It's going to the new covenant is what he's saying. You and all this people to the land which I am, what to them? Giving to you. To the children of Israel. And actually the different translations say the sons of Israel. So every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon I've given you as I've said to Moses. All right, so in the old covenant we walk around and I was taught that. So I walked around stuff and yelled at it and said in Jesus' name. I yelled Jesus loud at the end and put all my energy there. And somehow that was going to make that reality to me. Even though the new covenant was all spiritual, it's what I believe in my heart. So how do we walk around in the, in the promised land in the new covenant? We go, we do things like this. We go, what are the promises? We just go explore the spiritual truths. That's walking around in our Canaan land today. We walk around in the promises going, that promise is now yes to me. You guys get this? You don't need to walk around your property. That was a type and shadow of the new reality, which is all spiritual. Okay? Does that help you? You know what? If it helps you to believe that that's yours, go for it. Go walk around your property. Yell at it. If that's what gives you peace, then do it. But, but whether you walk around... See, this, I just put this in reality again. I go, gosh, man, if the, if the greatest business owners in the world... They don't do that stuff. They just believe stuff that, that they're, they're good at something. They go kick butt and they own it. And then they go, why is that dude walking around my thing? Oh, he goes to that church. Oh. Okay. That's awesome. Right when we were in Dubai, 
The Burj Khalifa, the highest building, they go, you know what we need to do? We need to set up a prayer meeting at the highest point in that, in the Burj Khalifa. And I'm, at the time, we're like, yeah, let's do that. I'm going, he, we're far above the Burj Khalifa. We're far above all those, all those earthly principles and powers. And yeah, I don't need to go do that. I'm already up there. I just know I own it all. Amen? You guys get it? So here's the Burj Khalifa. The Muslims are kicking our butt. We can't even build a thing because of snail darter today. You can't build that because there's a snail darter lives there. I've got dominion over it. No, you don't. How do I know all this? I was an environmental engineer in the Air Force. We couldn't build a bridge because of a, this thing, the mouse, Preble's jumping mouse. First of all, if it's called Preble's jumping mouse, I'm pretty sure I have dominion over it. <laughs> and, anything that's called Preble's jumping mouse. Yeah, it's extinct. Then they found up in Wyoming, there's millions of them. So we spent all this money. It's right by your house, that bridge. They spent millions and millions. I go, I'm not saying don't, you guys get what I'm trying to say. I go, we've so hindered ourselves because of nonsense. I go, build the stupid building. Build it. Mouse will jump somewhere else. Yes. They're pretty hardy. You know what I'm saying? All right. I could just give you real life testimonies because the gospel is simple to me. My driver in Kalispell, he was like, you know, what if we run out of stuff? I said, man, I get it. I get it, because I was, I, when I was an environmental engineer, how many guys have been taught this high to conserve, 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 recycle, don't conserve, don't do this. So I don't know the rules. So I'm a lieutenant, I'm, I go, um, all the smart guys, we were with the state epidemiologist and all this stuff in Colorado, and go, can I ask a question? Yep. What have we run out of? Because all the conserving we've done. No, it's, no, it's not. It's because we have an unlimited God who gives us everything. So my, my drivers, and honestly, I would ask you that. What have we run out of? I haven't been here and conserved forever. So I'm, I'm a lieutenant in the Air Force. This was 20 years ago. So I, go into, I'm, I was the water engineer. And so I'm, I'm there. First of all, I found out we have more lead in our water than, we, than you can lick paint. So I go, that doesn't work for me. So you allow them to drink it, but we can't lick it. Yep. That's real, guys. Lick the paint. It's okay. I grew up with lead paint everywhere. I, I, and I, you know what? I had no desire to go lick it. It's just weird. It's just, it's, somehow we think kids are so stupid today, they want to just eat the paint. I'm like, no, they, did you want to eat paint when you were a kid? Did you lick it every now and then? Sure, kids put stuff in their mouth. And that's not why I'm stupid. I'm just stupid because I be, if I believe that stuff, I'm kind of stupid, right? And then I go, wait a minute. You allow more parts per million in drinking water than paint? Shut up, Lieutenant. You're just not supposed to see that. I'm just being real. So I'm coming home with my wife. I go, this thing, this, this thing is weird. We're regulating licking paint, but you can drink it all day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they drink more than lick. You know, just like, and so I'm sharing. So I'm in this water board and the guy's like, God, we got to prepare because we, you know, all of our water comes down. It feeds Phoenix and everything else, you know, and the great war is the next water and all this stuff. You guys hear that in real estate, don't you? So I'm, I'm this lieutenant looking at, go, okay. Thankfully, I can still think for myself a little bit. And uh, I go, wait a minute, God makes water come off rock. Okay, so he, he can do whatever he wants, you know. I guess here, peak oil. Blew that one out. There's more oil available today than what they thought was the peak 20 years ago. So I go, whoa, what if we run out? We're not going to run out. We're just not, right? So they go, hey, we have enough water without ever building another reservoir for 50 years of growth in Colorado Springs, Phoenix, and everything. And I'm going, so why are we telling people, be nervous, conserve your water? Only go on this day and not this day. Go, you just told me we have 50 years of growth 
You know how they do another 50 years? Build another reservoir. I'm just telling you, God's unlimited. You can relax. So my driver is going, God, that makes me feel good. He was living in fear of we're going to lose this and this, and Trump's elected, the world's coming in, we're the Babylon and all this stuff. God's got this thing, man. And I'm just in, I'm a son in his kingdom, and I'm just cruising along, right? Doing my thing. You're not worried about the water? No, there's lead in it, but I drink it. <laughs> Whatever, you guys get what I'm trying to say. Relax. I'm not saying don't be a good steward and all this stuff, but that good stewardship wasn't even written to you. It was written to the Jews that said, you know what, steward these oracles of God that I've given you, but they went and turned into their own works, and he said, you've forgotten it was all about the lamb, so I'm going to give it to somebody else who will bear its fruit. It's, it's not about your stewardship. I can make you relax right there, too. Because the prodigal son, was he a good steward? How did God treat him? Like he didn't do anything wrong. Right? Doesn't that free you up a little bit? See, we take these parables and they think they're written to us. It was not written to us. It was not. I'm just, I do have to do that sometimes because I keep sharing that. Okay. Hey, the Moses, the old covenant is dead. Now therefore rise, go over the river Jordan, you and all these people, the land which I'm giving you to the children. All right. You got it? So everywhere your foot will tread, I've given you, as I said, the old covenant was a piece of real estate. The new covenant is the promises. The old covenant was a promised land. The new covenant is now every promise is yes, because he's the fulfillment of all those old types of shadows. So how many promises are yes to you? All of them, but only the ones you walk around and yell at. No, okay, you guys got it, all right. All right, people still think they need to struggle, pray, fast, strive, obey to hear God, and then that somehow that'll be pleasing to God. I'm pretty sure my wife wouldn't love me as much if I go, here, listen, sweet. I'm gonna give you some orders, and once you obey them, that's how you're gonna please me. Well, that may be pleasing to me, but I promise you it won't be pleasing to her. I haven't seen Jezebel yet, I'm about to, right? <laughs> She's got the spirit of Jezebel. You know, that's what we all heard that stuff. Like, she's got Jack. She, your, your teaching's giving them the spirit of Jezebel. They're ticked off, aren't they? Isn't that true? How will, how, how, you know how she'll respond when I love her and pamper her and just do the, guess what? I have a better chance of her liking me and having a good marriage. Isn't that true? Isn't that just simple realities to me? And he gave us things. He gave us nature. He gave us relationships, marriage, sonship, so we can understand how simple but more powerful he is. Because if you understand that, how much more do I, your heavenly father, understand all this stuff? Follow me? Okay. So, hey, those, those days of work, striving, trying to heal, all that, that's over. We're full sons. We've taken his name in the name of Jesus. We, well, how's that song go that we were just singing? We lift our banner high. See, the banners were, this is our uh, like, like Colonel Lynn, your banners, right? This is who we are. We're bad to the bone. I was going to say another three-letter word. We're bad because <clears throat> that's military stuff, right? That's military talk. And uh, hey, your first cab or whatever, those guys are bad, aren't they? That's the banner. That's who's going to fight. Well, guess what? His banner is your banner. So who's going to fight for you? His banner, man. He's fighting for me. He's going to do everything. It's his banner. We lift his banner high. That's what we were singing, right? So the old covenant was a shadow. He goes, listen, I'm going to... You got it. You're fighting with the enemy. I fought that battle and won. He's now under your feet. The only thing he used against you is the law. But if you understand, he posted that thing to the cross. He's nailed it to the cross. He has nothing to judge you with ever again. You can just be happy about this new covenant. Follow me? All right. So, and Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant. So you trying to be good enough, you'll just be a slave. No rights. All right? Because if you break one, you're guilty of how many? And the penalty for that is death. Man, man's in tough shape. 
I sought for a man, but I can't find any. So what am I going to do as the father? I'm going to send my son to die for the ungodly, is what it says. Now, if he died for the ungodly, how much more will he freely give? See, we inherit. We, he, we have to re- accept the fact that we're righteous and holy, sinless, worthy to be blessed. He gives it to us. Isn't that awesome? So Moses was faithful in his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which would be spoken of afterward. So that's what all he's saying is, listen, if you could understand that, he was a type and shadow. He was, he was faithful to the law. But could he enter into, cross the River Jordan and go into the promises? No, because he was guilty. Every man was guilty before the Lord, so there had to be a death. That's why he didn't go in. Who went in? Joshua and Caleb, right? Because they followed the law? How did they go in? They had a different spirit. They had the new covenant spirit. I believe God said these promises are yes and amen. What was my proof? You guys have all seen that. They came back with a a string of grapes between two men on a pole. And the the Jews said, you know what? The blood of the grapes, the wine is the blood of the grapes. So how did they know that they could go in and possess this land? Because the Jesus, the true grape, was crucified, shed his blood on a pole between two men. That was their evidence when they came back. No, 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 there's no giants in the land. No, we're well able because he promised. Here's the proof. And they came back with those grapes. So what's our proof? That's why we take communion. It's, it's really a remembrance thing. If I, if I never took communion the rest of my life, would I be healed, blessed, prospered, everything? Yes. Yes. It's, so do we have to do communion? No. It's something that, it's just, it's helpful for us. It's helpful for, because I think some people get confused in that. If I do this thing, then God's going to move. No. We're, all we're doing is preparing our heart so to, to realize he's already moved. And I can freely receive that thing. So that's what it is, okay? So never let communion beat you up. Just don't take it then. Go fire it up. I'm going to drink my coffee. So, Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant, as a testimony of those things which we've spoken of later, afterwards, is what he's saying. But Christ, as a son, see Moses is servanthood, slavery, but Christ, the house he's going to build, what are we? Sons. You guys see how this all relates? Hey, Moses, your servant is dead. Yeshua, now go into the promises. Jesus, or Joshua, had to take them into the promised land by a spirit, by something you believe, not something you do. It's all the same message over and over and over. That's why sometimes I'm like, God, are you guys getting anything out of this? Because I feel like I'm just saying the same thing. Because to me, honestly, once I got the lamb, I'm done. I mean, I brought the lamb, Jesus, once for all. I'm completely righteous. And every promise is yes. Best news I've heard ever. Hallelujah. Let's go rock in life. That's how I look at it. So if you understand the lamb, if you don't, under, if you don't know the Bible, relax. Just know the lamb. And you got it all. Follow me? You'll kick butt over guys that got 18 PhDs in theology. What's the lamb all about? He's the lion and the lamb. I saw the poster at Mardell's. That's great, smart guy, but what does it mean? Right? I'm serious. Uh, Christ was the son over his own house, whose house we are. We're the house of God. Oh, don't you know you're the temple? He, we, we are the lively stones being built up into him. Isn't that amazing? So the old covenant started to fade. The new covenant goes brighter and brighter unto the, unto the perfect day. Hallelujah. All right, so, but Christ has a son over his house, whose house we are if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. And he's talking to the Jews who are being persecuted and they're about to go through this massive tribulation. He goes, just know that you're the house of God, man. His promises are all yes and amen. Don't go back to the law. Don't go back to that servanthood. That makes you a slave to the law. You are free. You're a son in the house of God, amen? That's what all that's about. You guys get it? All right, let's finish this up. So Galatians 4.3, these are just reviews, but 
Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. Okay, those elements, it says stoikion, it really means do these things uh, and you'll be pleasing. Really, old covenant rituals is what it says. You guys okay with that? That's the elements of the world, the rudiments of the world. And that's what it says, you know what? You need the new covenant, you need to feed the milk. And that, what is that milk? I'm skilled in the word of righteousness, the message of righteousness. I said, listen, if you're still a baby trying to follow the law and do this and do all that, you're still a baby. You're still under the elements of the world. I said, but you need the sincere milk of the word. You need to be skilled in righteousness. Well, what does it mean to be skilled in righteousness in the new covenant? That righteousness is a gift. I'm skilled in that. Now I don't need rules anymore because I know it already. Those were types and shadows to bring me to the end of myself to go, those elements in the world make me a slave. But once I realize I am completely righteous, I'm skilled in the message of righteousness, that righteousness is a gift in the new covenant, I'm in the new covenant. I don't need the rules anymore. I got him. You guys got it? All right. So when we were children, we were under the bondage, the slavery, the whatever you want to call it, the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. See how he translates from slavery to sonship? Born of a woman, born under the law. Was Jesus born? Yeah, see, Jesus was born under the law. Yeah, but you can't because if you miss one thing, you're going to die and you're not going to be blessed. You're going to be cursed. Go read Deuteronomy 28 from 15 on. It's not good news. How did they escape that bad news? Bring a lamb. Bring a lamb. Hey, if you want to get redeemed from all those curses, guess what? If you do these things, if you don't, he knew they couldn't do it. So he goes, and if you don't do any of it, if you're a total mess, all you need to do is bring a lamb. And then now the promise is yes for another year. That's how the Jews believed. That's why the old covenant was easy to us. Just believe the lamb. But pray for a feather to fall out and fall down. And somehow that's gonna, I'm going to be redeemed. Nothing in my heart changed. And I don't, I don't care about any... I love all these guys. I know most of them pretty well, to be honest with you. But I'm like, as soon as you're done with the feather, let's share the gospel. Because that'll do something for their heart. Amen? So, why was he born under the law? Verse 5, to redeem those or buy back those who are under the law that we might receive what? Hey, listen, I fulfilled all that for you. I just needed one man to do it so that you can now become a son, the adoption of sons. And that literally means we're placed and privileged as a son back in the house of God. Now we're surnamed the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're surnamed him. That's our family now. Isn't that cool? So if you're in God's family, like if you were in Bill Gates' family, would you have worries about finances? No. Guess, and I'm just using an earthly example, and that's how he does it so you can understand that. Well, guess what? Which family are you born into? Him. Better than that, what Joe just said. So guess what? Relax, rest. Amen? And just prepare your heart to receive the adoption of sons. Follow me? Okay. All right. So, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because, and it wasn't that what Joshua 1 says? Listen, the old covenant, the law is dead. Now, Joshua, time to cross over the river Jordan and receive as children of God what was promised to you. Right? Okay. So, and because you are sons, if that's true, that we received the adoption of sons, how many of you guys have received the adoption of sons? Every one of you, if you've accepted Christ, if you truly know it. Now, even when you did your little parade and you got confirmed when you were 13, if you don't know it, it did nothing for you. Right? Because you had to believe what actually happened there. And I'm not against any of that. I, mean, I get some of you guys' tradition, etc. but you know what they really need? They need to know they're loved as sons, even though they're kind of screwing up right now. That's what these kids need to know. Right? And you're still loved, man. You're perfect. You're perfect in his eyes. No matter what you do, you're perfect in his eyes. Now that gives him a rest. You, us adults need to hear that too. It's like my friend now, he's like, God, that makes my heart. <sighs> There's a rest for my conscience. I'm okay. 
You mean I'm okay? You're okay, man. You're in Christ. He's got this thing. So, because you are sons, God has sent forth his spirit. Joshua and Caleb could enter into the new covenant because of what? They believed something. That's what this being in the spirit is, okay? So, and being in the spirit, he sent forth the spirit of his son into our what? Hearts. So where do you hear them? Your heart, right? Crying out, Daddy, Father. Abba, Father really means this intimate, he's my dad now. And I get it, you know, in, our, in the earth, some of us didn't have good fathers. Just let's get over that, right? Let's get over that. Let's get the fact that we are the daddy, father. And fathers, I would just ask yourself to forgive yourself too. Hey, you did the best with what you had. Most of you guys were under legalism, so you got mad at your kids and yelled at them. It's true. The works of the flesh are obvious. When they don't feel good about themselves because they know they're messing up and they don't know that Jesus made them perfect, the works of the flesh are anger, strife, yell at your kids, scream at your kids in Walmart because it's not payday. All that kind of stuff happens. Doesn't it? I grew up like that. Mom, can I have this? Don't you know money doesn't grow on trees? Yeah, I knew that. I was just hoping you'd give me a little bone and give me this. <laughs> Isn't that true? He's, he's, he gets that. He's like, so relax, you mom and dads. You do, you're doing the best with what you got. You're completely forgiven. You're blessed. Let's just share the new covenant with our kids and kids and kids. So they, they don't have to go through the nonsense we went through. Does that make sense? So, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Daddy. Therefore, you are no longer a slave because you're not under the old covenant. You've crossed the river Jordan. You've gone to the new covenant. You're a son. And if a son, if that's true, if you're a son, then what are you? A joint heir. And joint means joint. Amen. It means co-equal. I'm now in the family of God. I'm an heir. I don't have to do anything. I receive everything. You guys get it? Now, will that produce a, 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 a crazy life? No. It'll actually produce, man, I love my, my wife. I love my husband, my, my dad. I love him because he does this stuff for me. He never says it's not payday. He goes, yeah, man, of course. Will that make you happy? Of course I want to give that to you. I want to see all the promises are yes and amen. You guys get it, Right? So, okay, so I'm just going to go through one more example, Romans 8, 13. If you live according to the flesh, that means if you live according to what you can do, flesh, flesh is opposite of, of spirit, right? Law is opposite of grace, works, is, you guys get all that, right? So what he's talking about now is if you, if you live, it doesn't mean you have a sexual dirty thought. That's what everybody's saying, oh, he's living in the flesh. No, he doesn't know he's righteous, that's, why, that's what's producing that. That's what's producing that flare up in his flesh right there. So if you're, going to, if you're going to live your life based on what you can do, is really all he's saying here, if you're going to live the life according to your flesh, guess what's going to happen to you? The harder you work, the worse it's going to get. Who will save this wretched man that I am? You're going to die spiritually. You're going to go, you know what? I don't, I don't believe God. If God was really that good, why wouldn't he do all this stuff? Because really, somewhere in your heart, you don't believe you're worthy yet. And that's all I'm trying to tell you. It's not that God's withholding something. It says, I withhold no good thing. That's why we write books on the power of positive thinking. You know what? They, they, they accomplish a lot in their flesh because they train their mind a little bit better than the Christian most times. But we got something better. Amen? Amen. So as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. When you go, you know what? I am the worthy to be blessed, son of God, seated at the right hand of the Father, a joint heir of the King, a bride of Christ, in the Father's house. I have his name. Now when I require something or ask, what's the, what's the answer going to be? No problem. No problem. Don't you know you already have it, right? You guys get this? Is this helping you at all? 
Okay, you're a son. So the Spirit bears witness. For if you did not... Okay, sorry. Verse 14. For as many are led by the Spirit, you're not led by your, what you're able to do. You're led by the better spirit of Joshua and Caleb. I am righteous because he made me righteous. And now I deserve every blessing because he gave it to me. When you're led by that Spirit, then ye are sons of God. You guys get this? And I think we think this. I'm in the Spirit waiting for a command. And then once I hear the command, I'm going to do it. No, that's fleshy. You're, no, you just know that, you know what? His will is going to be your will. You're going to just, you're going to, you're going to come out of this new covenant thing like, man, I'm the son of God. I'm worthy to be blessed. All these things are happening that you are a son then, knowing that you, you have full rights of the house. Okay? And it's not boasting in, I've raised my faith because I fasted 40 days. No, that'll kill you. It'll kill you. So, for as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. Why? Because in the old covenant, if they did something wrong, what's, what do you expect? Oh, no. Law of sowing and reaping. Karma, whatever you want to call it, right? What was that, uh, what was that thing that um, Joe Bonamas and Eric Clapton sing? Further on up the road. You guys know what I'm talking about? Jeff Hayes knows it. Further on up the road. Meaning, you did something here further on up the road that's coming back to you, Rose. And then we go, oh, man, did he see that? Oh, no. Right? My little guy, Bear, was laughing at me because we were coming here, and I don't know, the guy thought I was too close to him, whatever. So he, like, slams on his brakes. I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? Then he pulls up next to us, and he's like, <laughs> and Bear goes, did he just flip us off? I go, yep. He goes, why? He goes, because the works of the flesh are obvious. He's irritated. He doesn't know he's Okay. Stressed, Matt, yeah, he doesn't know he's a son, man, right? And I get it. I've done it too. Trust me, I've done it. So I've done it double before. So, <laughs> and then what? And you guys have too. That's why you're laughing. So, and ladies, you yell at your husband for doing it. Hey, you're just as bad. You do something else. You get on him for, you nag him for something else. So, you didn't give him the finger, but you nagged him. So it's the same. You know, so <laughs> what's, the, what's the end result of all of that? I'm still righteous, man. You're right. I'm still righteous. I got to be led by the Spirit that I'm still a son. And he's still worthy. He's still going to bless me despite me. God, the new covenant. So good. Right? All right. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. If you did something wrong, something bad is going to happen to you. But you received the spirit of adoption where we cry out, thank you, Dad. Thank you, Dad, for saving me, being me a son. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we are children, then heirs, and heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. So, how much is Jesus worth today? Everything. How many promises is he enjoying right now? Every single one. So how many promises can you receive and enjoy right now? Oh, you're no longer a slave. You don't have to listen to his voice and obey when you're led by the Spirit, go, I am this. This is who I am. I'm, a, I'm in this house of God, right? And that's why Jesus in, in John, at the end of the book of John, I'll finish with this. Here's what he says. He goes, listen, I'm going away to the Father. But I tell you what, up until now, you've asked nothing in my name. You guys know the scriptures I'm talking about, right? And we made it into a works of faith thing. And all he's trying to say is, you've asked nothing in my name. Meaning that you don't know that you have the full rights that I do now. You're a son, just like me. So you've taken on the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You were born into the family of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, who owns everything. Up until now, you haven't asked anything in my name. That word ask is literally a hitio. It means if you require anything as a son, right? Up until now, you haven't asked anything in my name, but I tell you what, 
I'm not saying that I'm going to pray the Father for you. I'm going to roll away the stone, that old covenant law. It's going to go away. And you yourself can go boldly to the throne of God. You yourself can pray the Father yourself. You can go straight to the Father. You guys get it? And if you ask in my name, that means, and again, I want you to get this. It doesn't mean yelling Jesus' name at the end of a prayer or getting a bunch of prayer group people together spitting on people. I just look at that sometimes and go, what planet am I on? Life used to be easy until I became a pastor. And he's going, what is, what's wrong with these people? I never did that stuff. Right? My life worked until I did that. I'm spitting on people and fall down. Look at my tooth, it's gold. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care if you do any of that. I really don't. But it's a hard issue. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in this new covenant spirit that I'm a son. Does that make sense? That brings me joy. <laughs> that despite me, right? Despite the eagle coming out and portal, my prayers are now answered and I'm striving and I paid the prophet money to get a prophecy. All the stuff. It's a hard issue. Follow me? You guys, please understand my heart. I'm friends with most of these people. So I'm not, uh, I'm not just, I just, go, I just does, it does nothing. Because we were talking about this in Kalispell with my friends. I go, you know what? At the end of the day, I clean up all that mess. They come to me and go, I did all this stuff. I go, I know, that's the problem. You didn't believe you were a son. Because all it says is, you know what? You have the full rights as a son. And if you ask the Father in my name, I will do it for you so that your joy may be full. That gives me more joy that anything I need, I can just go to the Father and, he, and I get it. None of this, well, Jeremy, uh, be prepared and do all this stuff. And, and uh, I don't know what are the other things. You got to be a good, the reason you're not being blessed right now because you didn't steward what you already had. Well, I read the, the prodigal son, that's not the answer. He didn't steward Jack, and the father acted like him and said, you know what, you didn't lose anything. Come in, let's have a party. You did such a great job messing up out there. Let's, let's slay a lamb and have a party. No, that can't be. No, you're the old angry dude, right? You're the, you're the older son. Father, you never even gave me a calf. What did he say? All you had to do was ask for one, right? And that, and see, you hear the new covenant? Isn't it beautiful? So, if I, if I stepped on toes, that's not my, I'm just trying to get you to think. Think with your brain a little bit. Like the stuff we've been doing, does it make any sense? Does that, is that a covenant relationship? If I'm going to go seek her and want to be intimate, guys, adults, you know what that means, right? I can't be intimate with her if I go to a hotel and seek her if she's not there with me. Follow me? It's just weird to me. And most of the time, we go have a nice meal first. We don't fast. Somehow that's cool in the new covenant. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't get it, sorry. I just know that every promise is yes and amen. We are, if, we, if this is true, if the Spirit himself is with our spirit, that we are the children of God, meaning I have the full rights as a son in this new thing, and it bears witness with my spirit, if the children are heirs, if that's true, then I'm an heir of God, and I join heir with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You guys get it? All right, you can get to your feet. We'll just finish with this. So, oh. And please hear my heart. I'm not telling you, if you, wanna, if you, if you go enjoy yourself in, in quiet time and you're just worshiping him and in your word, etc., I'm all for that. I love that stuff. But I don't want you to go into this old covenant servanthood where, Lord, I'm going to seek your face and this minute you tell me what to do, then I will do it. Because ultimately that slowly leads to a, a, not an assurance in my heart. Because then I start doubting whether I hear him. Right? 
Go back to where you last heard him. I have no assurance now. A covenant is unbreakable. Whether I heard him or not, it's unbreakable. Follow me? That's what's the anchor to my soul is what the new covenant says. I'm going to give you two things. I'm going to promise, and I'm going to send my son and shed his blood for you that you can always read those promises are now yes to do despite you. That gives me some assurance. Follow me? Does that help? So, servants have to work, but never receive an inheritance. They're outside the house is what it said. But Moses, my servant is dead. Jesus brought us into the new covenant of promises. Okay? Does this help anybody? So how do you know you're hearing his voice? It stirs up joy in you. You're pretty excited about stuff. Follow me? And I don't, you know what? Things can be going disastrously, yet there's something in you that's going to be okay. I don't care if it goes whatever. That's why I've always told my wife, she said, I'd rather live in a tent than do some of the things these guys do. I said, I'm not going to manipulate people and tell you to give. I'd rather live in a tent, honestly. That's not what I want. I was like, because I know that he's going to give it to me. If I, if I prepare my heart and go, Lord, you love me this much. Faith worketh by love. It becomes powerful when I know how much he loves me. Then all I need to do is I just need to, I can go to the Father myself because I'm a joint heir and ask him for it. And anything I ask, Jesus is going to do it. And I'm going to be joyful. That's what it says. Hallelujah. Well, win, Lord. I don't care because I'm assured that's going to happen. Okay? Does that help you? But if you had faith, it would be now. I've heard that hurt so many people. It's going to, just relax. It's going to happen. He's faithful and just. You guys got it? Okay, does that help anybody? You get anything out of this? All right, so how many promises are yours? What do you own? Everything. Everything. You're a joint heir. You're a son in the house of God. It can't get any better than that. You can't get any more anointed than that. You can't get any more blessed than that. You can't get any more worthy than that. You can screw up, and you're still worthy. Hallelujah. That takes the pressure off, Amen. I don't care, despite you, that covenant is still yes. Man, now, that, now I desire to actually serve him and love him and, and not this weird relationship. I want to be intimate with him. But if I know he's angry with how many guys, man, I can't wait to go meet my, my, my wife because she's pissed off at me right now. That's how we look at God most of the time, right? Oh, Lord, I died. Oh, no, I did this thing. That, yeah, I really want to go meet my wife when I know she's irritated with me. Yeah, that sounds great. That's our relationship with God, isn't it? When I know, she's like, honey, I've been waiting for you. Yeah, man, my wife. If she goes, where are you? Uh, I'm in my car, driving home. What are you doing? I'm driving home. Who you been with? She doesn't do that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, just, I deal with you guys, so I know what happens. Really, she doesn't do that, honestly. She's always like, <laughs> I used to do stuff. We used to, we're just as nuts as most of you guys, so relax. I just want, I want it to be reassuring to you. Does that make sense? We really don't do that stuff anymore, but we used to. It was ugly for the first two, three years. You saw it, right? Oh, God. And we're casting the spirit of Jezebel out, and I'm trying to honor and respect and all the books, and nothing worked. I had to know how much he loved me despite me. She had to know how much he loves her despite her. Oh, man, he loves me even though I'm a mess. God, what a good covenant. Now I can love my wife because it's out of a heart thing. So I know if I'm loved, I can love. Follow me? So if I know I'm loved, I don't have to give the dude the finger on the, the interstate. Even though I, I mess up every now and then. I haven't given anybody the finger in a long time. But I've yelled at him. Three weeks. Three weeks. No, it's been longer now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys okay with me just being trying to be real, you know? Because so, I'm tired of all these pastors, preachers. I'm the man of God. I've never even drinking coffee. Well, why not? It's good. You ever heard of Starbucks? Try it, man. You'll love it. Right? <laughs> it's joyful to me. 
I just, I don't know. I just, all that just works. It's all works. It's nonsense to me, right? I'm like, no, of course. We do it all and we have yes and this. Okay. All right. You get the point. So you're completely blessed. You're com- what does it mean to accept Christ? I've accepted the fact that I'm now in the family. I'm completely sinless. I'm completely righteous. If I need anything, all I need to do in this new covenant is not do anything, but ask as the most loved bride in the world by my husband, Jesus, and the most loved son in the world by my father, daddy, God. There's rest. Father, we love you. We praise you. We magnify you. We just thank you that you sent Jesus, that everybody under the sound of my voice is completely sinless for the rest of their lives. We accept that fact that he was the last Adam and he pushed back sin all the way to a city called Adam as if it never happened so we can stand in your presence completely loved. We don't get what we deserve. All we find is mercy. In fact, on top of that, we can enter into the promises is your supernatural, unwavering grace overwhelms anything we've ever done. It hooper abounds, and we just thank you for that. So Father, we just thank you. If they need any touch in their body, that's just who you are. You never deny your healing to anybody. So Father, we thank you that they can rest knowing they're sinless and righteous and that you're healing them. They don't have to worry about it one more day. So Father, we thank you. We enter into that rest. Father, we thank you that you'll take care of everything, their finances, their restoration, everything. We enter into your rest, your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Mm-hmm.